Hey guys, it's Chase. Uh, before we start this this very special 50th Game of the Year episode of Gamers on the Go, uh, I just wanted to uh, let you guys know that we're going to split this episode up into three parts. Uh, it actually ended up being four hours long after we did our recording, and uh, that's, that's pretty long. That's longer than most people want to listen to a podcast, uh, except for probably me. But what we did, we split it up into three parts, and it actually worked out pretty well. The first part, the part that you're listening to right now, this is our traditional 2015 Game of the Year show. You're going to hear all of our favorite handheld games from 2015. Now, the second section is going to be our favorite handheld games um, from non-Nintendo platforms of all time. And then our uh, third is our favorite, um, our top five Nintendo platform handheld games of all time. So uh, that I know that's a little weird, and it makes a little bit more sense in the context of the show. And uh, so we just wanted to give you something extra. Um, I've said it a couple times this this year that I think it's been kind of a down year in handheld games. And I, I was happy to be proven somewhat wrong uh, when we go over our list and you look at what's there. And it's, a, it's actually a pretty good year. But... Um, but kind of thinking about that going in, we wanted to give you something extra, and we ended up going way overboard in, in typical Gamers on the Go fashion. So, hope you enjoyed the episode. Thank you guys for, for sticking with us for these 50 episodes, and uh, we're going to just keep making them and see what happens. Uh, one last thing, Zach uh, Fleeman sadly had to, uh, to kick out a little bit early, <laughs> and by early, I mean like two hours in. He he was a champ for for sticking with it as long as he could. But um, he had some some friends. He was not on his own computer. He uh, ended up going to going to play a game with some friends, and they needed the computer he was on. And and that comes in in the show. Uh, so his part's a little truncated. But uh, yeah, other than that, this is a completely unadulterated episode of Gamers on the Go. It's it's certainly a long one, even when we split it up into these three sections. So. Uh, look for these to be coming out all week on our, our Tumblr, gamersonthego.com. And uh, yeah, so uh, we'll also be having all of our lists uh, that have the have pretty much all of this in text format, and, and we can format our thoughts a little, a little more strongly. Uh, mine will be going up real soon, and then when I get them from Matt and Zach, we will put those up too. So uh, this intro is also taking way too long, so I'll stop and let you guys enjoy the episode. Alright, I've hit record, there's no going back. Well, there's probably some going back, but we'll see. No going back, boys. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Gamers on the Go, a podcast dedicated solely to those games you can take with you. I'm your host, Chase Kennecke. Today, we've got Matt Jaguar and Zach Fleeman back. We're going to talk about 2015's Game of the Year, or our Games of the Year. Um, first, some housekeeping, though. Uh, this is episode 50, kind of. I, th- I think we I think we fudged some of them. I think we had like some ABs for for a game of the year show at one point, or maybe did something different with packs. I don't remember, but numerically, this one is fifty, so it matters more <laughs> somehow. Oh yeah, it's, it's a zero. Last digit, so we're good. Yeah, it's got the five. It's got the zero. 
it's a nice it's a nice round number. We've been doing this for a while, um, and you guys have been on <laughs> probably more show. I think you guys have been on a lot of shows uh, for for doing fifty. I'm sure you guys have done combined like maybe a third of them. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I'd say my number's up to like seven or ten. Yeah, either one of those two. Not, I so. like, yeah, it's to the point where I can't num I can't name all the shows that you've been on, and that tells me that you guys have been on a lot, which which is great because I think you both are great guests, and uh, we've gotten to talk about some fun games together, and and that's why you guys uh, that's why I want to have you guys back on each year to do these game of the year shows, uh, even when Zach has played painfully painfully few games from the actual current years. Uh, uh, you're going to be pleasantly surprised, my friend. I can't wait to hear some of the games that you have played and some of the games that you will fudge into being into your list. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> All right. Um, I'd also like to, to just put out a couple other things. Uh, I, I've said it a couple times over the year, and I still think it's true. Uh, I, I think this was kind of a down year in handheld games. I think it's a really great year in games overall uh, when you think about Fallout 4 is pretty good. Um, <laughs> Metal Gear Solid 5 is is pretty good. Um, Splatoon is great. Splatoon is good. Super Mario Maker is good. Really uh, good. Yeah. Like really, really good. Some people liked The Witcher for some reason. That's really good too. I, I, uh, okay. Lord knows I haven't finished that one. I barely started it and really, uh, really was not a fan. But. Really? People, people are fans, and they're good games. I actually was trying; I've been trying for the last two days to to beat Undertale, which shouldn't be that big of a deal because it's not that long of a game. But I've, I don't, I don't know if I like that game as much as yeah. everyone else likes that game. I, I the problem is there's just too many good games this year. That's true. That's true. Um, anyway, so there are lots of good games, um, but I don't think there were a ton of great games on handheld. That's not to say there weren't great games on handheld. I, have I a, think there. Were a lot of games that just didn't get the press because if you looked at what came out, it was a lot of at Japan focused, like coming from Japan focused games. We had Monster Hunter Four, mm-hmm. which is a, a really big game in, in Japan. Actually, it was really big here too. But yeah, I played the demo of it, and I'm like, this is actually some interesting game uh, gameplay right here. Uh, but I just don't have the dedication to take on something like that right now. Yeah, uh, yeah that's so, in my and, list of like series is I just really wish I could get into. Yeah, it, it looks really good. And something that's like on the go and a big multiplayer focused game is actually really interesting. But the problem is like you have we're in an infrastructure that's like focused on Wi Fi still with like the Nintendo DS and mm-hmm. like going out and about playing these games over the internet is a little bit hampered by that, unfortunately. Yeah. I'm with you. I, I tried to get into uh, Monster Hunter three Ultimate uh, when it came out and and just and just hit hit that brick wall of like I don't really know what I'm doing, and I can go pay for PDFs of some guy who's written amazing tutorials or things, or just go on GameFAQs and read a bunch of garbage from a bunch of people. But yeah. I just I just couldn't quite do it. But yes, yeah. like you you make a good point here. There are tons of games out there that came out this year that are that are very good uh, that people uh, you know overlooked or, or didn't see from a mainstream perspective, but. Um, but they were still there. There's still some good things uh, that came out yeah. in 2015. But still, when I when I look at the last couple years that we've done this, yes, uh, it is it is definitely a, like uh, there, as far as like big 
big releases, uh, kind of a downer, downer year. Right. There, there weren't so many games to point to and go like this. This is this is why this year matters. Like it, it's not the the Fire Emblem Awakening of like oh, oh god, this is this is the yeah. game of maybe the forever time. And some of these games you can also play on other platforms other than a handheld. Yes, uh, we are. Uh, or, or will eventually. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> we are. We are allowing some some fast and loose with the rules a little bit on on some of these. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I know it's like that on my list too for for a game or two. Yeah, I have a couple ones. Uh, well, we'll get into it, but you know, one's a remake and another is coming to other things uh, in, in abundance. So. Interesting. Interesting. Well, cool. Well. Um, I think I think with that we can kind of get started. One one last thing I want to mention: um, the best thing that actually happened in 2015. It's not so much a game, um, but it, it's a it's a holdover from our from 2014's game of the year, uh, where I talk. Well, not game of the year, but our, our game of the year podcast when uh, when we discussed Super Smash Brothers uh, for the 3DS and, and I guess for the Wii U as well. But for our purposes, the 3DS. I had a particular bone to pick with that game, uh, which dropped it down a few spots, um, and, and that was the lack of uh, of Mother Three's uh, Lucas. <laughs> I told you he was coming. I and that has been fixed. <laughs> uh, so retroactively, I want to say, great job, Nintendo. That that game's probably up there higher now because now I can play as Lucas. He plays like he does, like he does in Brawl. He is awesome. I'm I'm so glad he's back and. And I love Smash Brothers again, or I can love Smash Brothers again. Isn't that great? Mm. Uh, Have you played Shovel Knight yet, Chase? Yeah, I played. I played oh, Shovel okay. Knight. <laughs> I, I played Shovel Knight last year. Oh yeah, that's my mistake. No, yeah. Zach, Zach, have you played Shovel Knight yet? I played it the uh, beginning of this year. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Shovel Knight's cool. I don't think it made that's my top great. five, but it was it was close. It was a really mm. good game. Um, it, and, yeah, that, I mean, the most refreshing part about that game was it was a little indie. Uh, pixelated game that wasn't uh, like tongue in cheek the entire time. Like I was like, oh, this actually feels like it could have been a real game. Yeah. That's why it's so great. Yeah. It, it definitely had some tongue in cheek moments, but yes, I agree with you. It's not a tongue in cheek game. Um, <clears throat> and, and Zach, just in case you want to make some last minute edits, uh, the, the Vita port came out this year, so I would totally allow you to put Shovel Knight into your top five if you wanted to. I don't think I would. Okay. All right. I cool. I am surprised still. <laughs> Interesting. But still, let's let's continue to this. Uh, well, this past year at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna, but because we kind of talked about it being, or at least I thought it was kind of a down year in handheld games this year. Uh, I decided that uh, I wanted to make this episode a little more special, knowing that it was also our number fifty. Uh, so I asked Zach and Matt, and and did the same myself to to come up with lists of. Of some of their other favorite games of all time, handheld games, that is, um, just just so we have a little bit more to talk about. This is probably going to end up making it a, a super long show. Uh, hopefully you'll stick with us, and hopefully we'll be able to make it uh, without becoming incredibly boring. But um, but then, then it kind of became another issue of how do we talk about our favorite games of all time without a bunch of Nintendo stuff dominating the, the, the charts. Uh, so I, I did make one category split of okay we're gonna have our top five handheld games that were on nintendo platforms of all time and the top five that were not on nintendo platforms so basically anything else um and i think i think we'll get some interesting lists out of it i know mine at least for the top five non-nintendo is is kind of fascinating to me and i'm, I'm looking forward to hearing your guys's as well 
Yeah, that, that was a tough list, mostly because I've grown up on Nintendo handhelds, and that's still my favorite place to go to for handheld gaming. For sure, and Nintendo was, has dominated that for so long, and, and I think it's just now... Uh, you know, not not even really so much with the Vita. I mean, there are there are some games that I really love on my Vita, but uh, <laughs> when it comes to 3DS versus Vita, the 3DS is killing it. Yeah, uh, it's still killing it. But but there is that little iPhone device and iPads, and those uh, mm-hmm. have have definitely brought in a, a whole host of other games that are really interesting, and uh, and I think are are worth talking about, and hopefully mm-hmm. those will have permeated some of our lists here. So, so we'll get into that later in the show, but first we're going to talk about 2015, and I cannot contain my uh, excitement and my anticipation anymore. Zach Fleeman, please tell me number five on your list. Number five. Oh, crap, I don't have them in order. <laughs> okay, this is one where I'm cheating. Uh, so Binding of Isaac Rebirth came out on 3DS this That year. is so worth cheating. That game is okay. so worth cheating about. Yeah, I played it on my... Uh, on a computer, but yeah, that's a good game. And you already talked a lot about it last year, but that's my number five. That's my, and here's the thing, you nasty man, this is the only way I'm cheating, is with Binding of Isaac. Ooh! All right, now, I'm using, now, man, now I'm even more fascinated. Well, Zach, yep. for, well, I, I know we talked a lot about it before uh, on the on the show a year ago, but I'm really interested in hearing what you think about it, and, and especially in the context of some of the things that I thought about it, where it was a really well-playing game that had a lot of amazing things that you could do with the power-ups and the way that they combine. But I, what, what did you think of that art style? And, and not so much the, the flash stuff, but just of the grossness of everything. Oh, well, you're, you're, you are right on the money. But I mean, as far as bringing it into a more like 16 bit pixelate type style, that's yeah, that is absolutely what it needed. Um, I think it perfects its grossness in that way. And uh, it's just, yeah, it's really good to look at while you play it. Good, but really bad to, to look at. Like, you can't think about what you're shooting half the time or else you'll get too grossed out. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, uh, and as far as the power-ups and everything in Binding of Isaac, I don't get that far with it. And this is the thing with the, the original, the Flash game. played about 10, 11 hours of it, beat Mom, tried it again a couple times, and I put it away. I'm like, that was fun. And I did the exact same thing with Rebirth. So I've only put 10 hours into Binding of Isaac Rebirth, haven't exhausted nearly all of its content but it was still that much fun to play interesting okay and yeah. it still made your top five that's that's awesome mm-hmm. well cool absolutely uh i can also say that i have more or less finished that game i i got the the full photograph uh finished uh, like the when you do the start screen stuff it has that photo that you get pieces of i think when you get different endings um, so I, I finally put that all together and it was just, honestly, it was only needing to play it a few more times, uh, and get a few more good runs in, but I, I tried a lot more of the challenge modes. Um, and, and basically I just got really excited for Afterbirth, which is supposed to be coming out, uh, or is it already, so Afterbirth is already out on PC? Is that yes. It? Okay. Um, and, and obviously I'm not playing it there. Uh, I'm Vita all the way and... Who knows when or if it will even come to Vita? Um, I, I've heard there are some some hardware issue things of, of keeping Afterbirth from some of the handheld platforms, uh, just because it's I don't know they, they added they added too much good stuff into Afterbirth. Um, so as much as I'd love to play Afterbirth, I'm still going to wait to play it on a Vita. I have very little interest of playing it on a PS4 or a PC or, or anywhere else other than my handheld systems. So. Uh, 
But when I can play Afterbirth, I can I can assure you I will be playing a lot of Afterbirth. I'm just waiting to get a new 3DS to play that, so... Yes, that is a... Unfortunately, I was locked out of that because I could not afford that. But hey, hey. Yeah, this was the year that, that Zach and I both got our new 3DSs and our uh, our, our mini ones, rather. I know, I'm still waiting to find just, just that regular-sized one uh, without any, like, add-on stuff that I don't want, so... Yes. Our adorable Isabel. <laughs> <laughs> Not that, not that case isn't bad, it's just I'm never going to play Happy Home Designer, so... You know, yeah. it's kind of sell, sell it on Amazon. That's my, that's my yeah. recommendation. True, true. Also, real quick, just as an aside, yeah. are, are you guys familiar with like how creepy the internet is about Isabel from Animal Crossing? Uh, I know the, the internet is creepy, creepy about, about everything, everything, so I would have... Yeah. Well, like, anytime Nintendo posts, like, oh, look, it's Isabel doing this in Animal Crossing, and you click on that tweet, and you're like, okay, let's read some of the comments on this tweet. Well, that's your mistake. <laughs> yeah, I don't go down those roads. Sorry, Zach. Yeah, it's not as, like, grim as it sounds, but it's just a whole bunch of confused little boys being like, oh, she's so dreamy. I love her so much. I wish I could marry her. And I'm like, oh. ah. Well. I mean, Isabel is adorable, but, you know, it's Animal Crossing is all cutesy, so it's, you know. Honestly, it is what it is. honestly, that's a lot better than what it could be. So yes, no, I'm, it's it's relaxing to us. <laughs> I, I like that even the Animal Crossing fandom is. Well, I know it does go there, but at least at least from a Twitter <laughs> perspective or slightly mainstream social media platforms, it's not as terrible. Maybe that's just really good moderation from Nintendo, but. Yeah. All right. Well. Cool. Well, Matt, uh, what is your <laughs> number five? This will be probably a controversial pick because it's kind of getting, I wouldn't say dumped on, but not okay, really whoa, whoa. Before, any before, game of the year stuff. Before you say it, uh-huh. I'm going to tell you uh-huh. that if it is codenamed Steam, I'm going to cut you out of this Skype conversation right now. I'll give you the subtitle of the game in Japan, which is called Lincoln versus the versus Aliens. Oh, I think we've lost Matt. How <laughs> darn it, <laughs> hello, Zach? Are, hello. Zach, are you okay if it's just the two of us for the rest of this time? Yeah, sure. Let's talk about. No, 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 no. Now hear me out. Okay, Steve. It may take its time, and it may give you a forced perspective of everything. But I really see it as still a very solid game. Uh, and out of what I played this year, I actually really enjoyed what I played of it, uh, even though I did put it down about halfway through the game. Uh, not because I was not interested, but other things came out that I really wanted to play, which we'll get to in this list later on. But I, I do want to say like, the art style of this game was one that I, I was kind of like off-put when I first saw it. Like, uh, I don't know. like yeah, I see like the, the Jack Kirby... Uh, aesthetic they're going for a little bit, but I don't know. It looks too much like a uh, some sort of a, a cartoon network uh, man of action in-house kind of thing that, that that is just so much standard these days. Uh, but I will say the final product of putting you in this uh, sort of comic book like uh, fantasy land of uh, people like John Henry and <laughs> Tiger Lily and. Uh, uh, Tom Sawyer going like after aliens from another dimension while Abraham Lincoln powers around in a giant mecha suit is just pretty freaking crazy by itself. Uh, so I, I think it just on style alone and actually a very solid strategy game. It is definitely still my number five of the year. Okay. 
Uh, can I offer a counterpoint? You may, you may offer a counterpoint. Fuck Codename Steve. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> that that deserves more elaboration. Um, well, why do you hate it so much, though? I, I, I like all these like criticisms. I, I still don't get. All right, you'll one. I'll let. Okay, you will find no stronger supporter of uh, intelligent systems than than this guy right here. Um, you'll see that later when we uh, when we do our top fives uh, on Nintendo handhelds uh, that there will be multiple entries from intelligent systems on there. They they make good games. They do. Except for one. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, God, I, I want to like Codename Steam. I really do. Um, I, I think I think I think you softened up when you were talking about its art style. I think its art style is really bad. Really, uh, and I, it, it's so much like an N sixty four game, but that that is know, not a compliment. Never ever bothers me about graphics. People are like, oh, it's so fuzzy and everything. I just I can't stand the fog, the slowdown. Like, but those are qualities I still like about it. It's I don't know why. Uh, it, something about just the low poly resolution. I don't know. Just I like it. I, I mean, I I can get behind some low poly resolution. I can get behind some Nintendo sixty four games, but. The cutscenes were creative. That game is not pretty. That game is is real ugly, uh, and that's that is not even its biggest problem. <laughs> um, I I also I love tactic turn based tactics games. Uh, you'll you'll hear lots of turn based tactics games that I talk about on this show uh, for multiple lists. Uh, the the forced perspective where you can't really see anything with anyone ever. Um, you can though. You have to get higher up on the in the level. Like the high ground is what's key in this kind of game. You, if you had like an overhead map on where every enemy was, there'd be no strategy to this game. It would just be, a, be like, oh, I know where that is. I know where that is. There it's, would be a different strategy. It would be a better strategy. It would it'd be, be a, but this was what makes it different. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. We we are not going. I mean, we're not going to no, see no, eye to eye on this. I, I, I agree. We that, already know, you know this. This is um, a very outlier. And if there was something that was better than this that I played this year, as far as a handheld <laughs> game, which I'm sure there are tons, mm-hmm. uh, but this was one that I was really looking. I was kind of looking forward to, and I maybe I've tapered my expectations, but I still really enjoyed what I played. And I still want to finish it, uh, despite like, despite like you know, the flack it's been getting. Right. And right now it's really cheap, so if you want to try something, it is worth trying out. I will I will table this conversation for a later podcast when we talk about Codename Steam. Um, oh, wow. If we I, get an old podcast for that, then I, I would, definitely will I would it. love to have an entire podcast dedicated to Codename Steam. Okay. Uh, well, now that i got that out of the way, I'm sure the rest will be, you know... <laughs> am I back on the podcast? Well, yes, well, yes. You're, you're back time. on the podcast. Okay. Um Yes, and and I actually, I actually really need to give that game a real shot. I need to to buy a real copy instead of just uh, basing all of my opinions on the demo. Um, I, I realize that makes my argument weaker. Um, and being that it is so cheap, I will probably end up getting a copy of that game just so Intelligent Systems can get my support. I. Hmm. Yeah, because in all intents and purposes, this is a huge flop for them this year. Yes. Can will you at least admit to me that f- for intelligent systems, 
this is not a good game. No, but I see intelligent systems so far as like the David Fincher developers. Like even bad intelligent systems is a good game. Okay. All right. I How about that? <laughs> I I might be able to get behind you. Uh, nope. <laughs> I, I do I do want to uh, to put out one other thing that I that I said on Twitter earlier today uh, that that I just kind of liked. I enjoyed, uh, and I think it I think it says a lot. <laughs> That uh, the codename Steam is not even the best Steam-based, Steam-themed <laughs> tactical, turn-based no, tactical is game true. this that year. That's very, very true. We'll get to that later, though. Like for for how specific I just said, <laughs> the specific genre I just laid out to you guys, it is not even the best in that super specific category. No, it is definitely not. <laughs> I will agree with that. Okay. Now that, now that that is out of my system, I'm sorry to to a couple of the listeners I know who who enjoy that game. Uh, we'll I will talk about it in more depth at another time. But uh, this is this is a this is a podcast for happy thoughts and for celebration, and uh, and I will I will table that conversation. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do my top five, uh, my my fifth one. Um, actually, before I do that, I want to give a, a quick participation award. Uh, to the PlayStation Vita, um, there, still hanging in there. There are no, there are no Vita games on my top five, um, uh. and I feel bad about that because I think the Vita has a lot of really great games, uh, and there are a lot of really great games on the Vita. Uh, some, some we might talk about here um, later, so I don't want to blow up anyone's spot. But, um, but I played played games like Citizens of Earth and uh, Titan Souls and Ali Ali Two. Uh, we talked about Shovel Knight getting a port. Uh, Bastion got a port. Uh, Grim Fandango got a remaster. Broken Age, Nuclear Throne finally came out. Like there, are, there's good stuff on the Vita. There, there are reasons to get a Vita. Like, if I had a Vita and I've already played a lot of the Persona games, if I have done that, I would be playing Dancing All Night. Yeah, I, that looks. That actually looks really, really like for me fun. It, uh, it is fun. It's but not enough for a top five. No, not even close. But it's it's fun. People should, well, it's fun. I'll get into what's what's your number five, Chase? Uh, my number five is an iOS game. It is called Alto's Adventure. Uh, have Never either of you guys played this game? No. Nope. All right. This is this is definitely something. If you have an iPhone or especially an iPad, this is a game that that I would highly recommend. It is it is cheap. I, I'm sure it is only a few dollars, uh, if not less than that. Like um, every other iOS game. Huh? Good if you have an iPhone. Better if you have an iPad. Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly, I think the iPad version—it's—it is a gorgeous game, so it, it deserves to to be played on a bigger screen where you can really get that real estate out there. Uh, Alto's Adventure is a snowboarding game. It's a uh, it's a two D downhill snowboarding game, um, and it is it is just so atmospherically perfect. Uh, the music in that game gives you a rush. Uh, you can hear your, hear yourself like cutting through the snow again. It's all on a 2d plane. So you actually really don't need to worry about doing anything but jumping and spinning. And that is all done with one finger, one tap and, and whether you're tapping or holding or, or however you do that. Uh, it is super simple to play. It's got, uh, it's, it's just everything in there gives you a sense of place. The, the, even the enemies, uh, and obstacles and anything in that game is meant to live in that world. 
Like there's, it does have some coins that you can rush through and gather, but they don't, they don't feel like so much of that game, like puts you in a sense of place and it's amazing. Um, it is, it is one of the best iOS games I've played ever. And, uh, and it's, it's really a special thing. Uh, it has, it has some upgrade paths. You, uh, can get different characters that each have different physics attached to them. So even the good, I mean, it's, I guess I should back up and say it's an endless runner, uh, more or less. It's like that, that is what it is. Uh, but it has different, it's procedurally generated. And as you are going through the different hills, you'll, you'll get a sense of how natural everything feels of like, okay, this hill, this hill that you're looking at is, is something that you can do a single backflip on with, with the main character Alto. And then, okay, oh, here's a hill where I can, where I can fit in a double backflip before I, before I, uh, go down and, and hit the, hit the slope again. Uh, but then there, then you'll unlock a new character and I forgot her name, but she can flip faster. She's a little, uh, slower. She can't gain momentum and speed as quickly, but, uh, when she jumps, she can stay in the air a little longer and she can, uh, spin a little quicker. So that same hill that Alto could only get a single backflip on, she can get a double one. And, and now you're kind of almost doing this meta game of, of seeing, seeing how everything works, but it's all, it's all just so gorgeous. It has a day night cycle as you're, as you're snowboarding through, you'll, it has weather effects that come in that don't actually change, um, the way anything works other than just your vision of being able to see the mountain. But it is, it is all just adding into this single amazing place and I love it and it is so, so good. As a fan of Ski Free, would I like this game? Yes, but not for different reasons. Like it, okay. it, it definitely has. I played, I played a lot of Ski Free in my time, uh, and there's, there's definitely some things that remind me of Ski Free. But it is, I don't know. It's, it's almost a little somber in, in the tone of the music and, and the way that you're, you're traveling down this mountain, but then you're also kind of. Uh, it's got some journey in there. <laughs> you can you end up being able to get a wingsuit, and you have a scarf because because it, it is like journey. You have a scarf that that gets longer when you do bigger combos, and then once your scarf is at maximum length, you can activate your wingsuit so you can kind of fly and get some big jumps and big spins in there. It's it is a special thing. Uh, you should you should look at the screenshots of it uh, before before you buy it. But it is. I, I was looking at it a little bit while you were talking, and it definitely uh, has that sort of Monument Valley journey aesthetic to it. Yeah, I, I think that's a that's a fair thing. Uh, somebody tried to tell me that it was retro, and like it's not retro. It's not. No, it's not retro. Yeah, definitely not retro. But uh, it's definitely uh, modern. How about that? Yeah, it's it is a it is a nice looking game. Uh, anyway, that is that is another game I'd love to get the creator on to do a podcast for. I've uh, we've actually exchanged some emails, uh, and we're working on it. We just need to figure out a time, uh, and I need to uh, respond to him again and, and see uh, see if we can make that happen. But that is yeah. a, I'm definitely gonna check it out now. It's a cool game. I know I, I know I talked a lot about it, uh, but it is it's worth it. Like I. I'll talk about some of these other games less uh, because Alto's Adventure is just something that I really think people should go out and play. And it is cheap enough that it, the barrier of entry is, is super low on so many levels that people should go out and find that game. That's a good game. All right, that's our first round. 
as everyone's fifth. Favorite. I don't think we're even done with the round yet. <laughs> we still got four more to go. I, yeah, sure. Well, we got we got a lot, a lot more going here. So, uh, so Zach, hit us up with your number four game of 2015. Uh, Hearthstone came out on iPhone this year, so oh. that is kind of cheating. All right, no, 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 I'll go with it. So I, I went to uh, on a vacation to Miami, Florida, this year. And I was like, crap, I don't have anything to play on my 2DS at the time. So I just downloaded Hearthstone on the iPhone, which came out like a week prior. And I played it on the plane right there and back. And it was just really good. Like, that's a, that's a fun game. Like, I, I like I like Magic the Gathering, but I don't like people who play Magic the Gathering. So, that is so I uh, thought I'd give the, you know, antisocial version of it a try. And yeah, Hearthstone is great. Have you guys played that? I played some in 2014. Yeah. Still have not. It's, uh, so, do you like Blizzard? No. <laughs> like, yes, of course. Uh, so I hate most things about Blizzard, like, just the way their games look, and, like, it's so needlessly, I don't know, it's it's so needlessly, like, I, I, I was getting ready to make a video about this, and I actually have a huge, like, un, uh, unreleased video that I had never put up about Hearthstone, and the first line is, the worst thing about Hearthstone is that it's being made by Blizzard. And that's because it has, like, you know, just their sense of humor in it. Like, oh, grab a, grab a flagon of mead and sit down next to this orc that's farting all the time. And I'm like, oh, just, just let me play the game. Like, just let me, let me play your card game, please. You made a good card game. I don't want to know that, like, this ties into Warcraft somehow. But, yeah, I recommend Hearthstone on the iPhone. I, I agree with everything you said, Zach, but... But I somehow came on the opposite side of the fence. Like I, I actually, I played through some Hearthstone. I remember in in 2014, I played some. Thought it was thought it was fun. Uh, had a good time with it. Uh, and I, I also had played a lot of Magic: The Gathering uh, when I was in high school, and uh, and middle school and high school. And and those are some good times uh, when you can play it with with school friends who who aren't complete dirtbags. But uh, yeah, it's like once you once you get to college and there you find like some guys who are having a oh we're doing a magic night you should come like i none of none of the people who are at this magic night are anyone that i would ever want to be around ever yeah like i've never felt like a jock in my life but i went to play magic the gathering with one of my friends at a card store in kansas city and i was like nerds what are you talking yeah. like, I wanted to fight people that is that is a line I just I I got very close to crossing one time accidentally and then have made sure that I will never that'll never happen again there's a comic book shop that is less than a block away from my apartment I, I can actually kind of see it out of my window I know that they play magic there and I just will not go I will not go are you peeking out through the blind shades it's like mm. Those magic players. I can't, I can't do it. There. I just can't do it. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, but um, really, it, it is like yeah. It's just a it's a fun version of magic that is free to play. I mean, I I, I again, I didn't play it a ton, but mm-hmm. like you can get you can squeeze a lot out of the game without dropping a cent in it, and uh, it's a fairly competent card game. Like the weird thing to me is that people. Well, Twitch is weird to me just in general. Like I just don't care to watch people play video games, but like people on Twitch just love watching people play Hearthstone. There's a lot of and, lot of that out there. Yeah, so like it's I think it's a fairly a game to be taken fairly seriously as far as like competitive scene and like all that stuff goes. So what what know. really interests me is is I'm I am in a similar boat. 
Uh, but it just for whatever reason, Hearthstone didn't quite grab me. And I think it's because I think it's because of just the blizzard neat blizzardiness of it. That's a word. Um, oh yes, it absolutely is. <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing. It's like it's like rare, rare. It's, you know, they yeah. have their own thing going now. But it's also. I think it's also a little simplistic. As a person who likes magic, uh, I, I, I just didn't think it was complex enough. I know there are some complexities to it, but I, I thought that the way, um, I, like it doesn't, it doesn't have a, a mana system, right? Yeah, I, no, no, no. Like as far as like tapping lands, or right? Something like yeah, that. I mean, it has a no. you gain you gain the thing automatically. But yeah, I so that that is something that that didn't quite get me about there, but. I'm I'm getting off on my point. My point is that I am in a similar boat of wanting to be playing card games on on my devices. And I've been looking at some. I, I tried to play a little bit more Hearthstone this year and, and just kind of bounced right off it really quickly. Uh, but Magic the Gathering, uh, Duels of the Planeswalkers uh, is is out on, on iPad as well. Um, and I downloaded that and actually didn't open it at all because I also downloaded... Uh, the Pokemon trading card game online for my iPad, which is also free to play. Mm, okay. um, and and yeah, the, that was a weird release this year. Yeah, I I don't even know if that one came out this year. I'm not sure. I think it, I think it was. Please, maybe it was late last year. Please tell no, me it didn't because I don't want to change because it came after Pokemon Shuffle. Fuck, I don't want to change my list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not changing my Just list. Table table it for now. My table list is the, now. my list is the same, but uh, but yes, there were when we when I did my list for the uh, for the top five Nintendo handheld games, I had to think long and hard about uh, the Pokemon trading card game for Game Boy Color, and uh, that got me thinking. And pissed about how the sequel never got released in the U.S. And that got me thinking, hey, wait, isn't there an iPad version of the online game? And I bet that's crap, but you know what? You should try it anyway. And that got me to download it. And that got me to play it. And that got me to play it a lot. <laughs> um, so that's that's actually a lot of fun. But I'm not going to talk about that because that's not important in right now but yes i i like playing card games on handhelds and and i understand why you like hearthstone yeah it's it's just it's surprising to me that it's really the only like runaway success you know uh digital card game yeah for sure it's it's weird because that's such a simple not a simple formula but like that's built for mobile that's great but Mm -hmm. well it's it's certainly out magicking magic the gathering so yeah, uh, that is definitely something as far as a digital card game goes. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like, phys- like and it doesn't have any physical version, which is which I think is kind of a point in its favor. Uh, that with Magic and the Pokemon game and and a lot of these other card games, there there are physical versions that uh, I don't know muddies the water maybe a little bit. So for Hearthstone to just be all digital all the time, it's casual enough that people who don't who aren't really familiar with card games can jump in and, and get it somewhat quickly. But it does have some strategic depth in there, uh, as as shown by all those Twitch players playing it. And, uh, it is it is a good game. I, I give you props. That is a as a well done well done pick. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> as a guy who's like, oh, I don't know if I should be doing this podcast. Yeah, I think I have a list. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm very impressed so far, Zach. I'm looking forward to hearing the next three. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, hit us up with your number four. Uh, Four, uh, Downwell. All right. Uh, iOS uh, game that came out this year. You basically jump down a well and 
try to keep falling down the well while jumping on enemies and using your gun boots. <laughs> uh, this is uh, uh, another Devolver Digital joint. Uh, what was it? It came out is a Japan-based indie developer, uh, Mopin, did this uh, game. It's pretty much a small crew, and yeah, it is very, very addictive uh, for uh, such a fast pace. And although I kind of crave a actual like analog feel for the controls for this kind of game, even on the iOS, it is really, really like fun to play. It's pretty addictive, fast pace has just a great great like sense of speed when you keep going down this like it's it's an endless kind of fall almost mm-hmm. uh, another one of these perpetual games that uh, seem to like populate my list a lot this year too and yeah i just I, i'm still playing it it's really really fun so you when you were talking about the touchscreen controls like it is out on pc as well did you play it a lot there <laughs> I have not played on PC. I really just don't have something I can play that play it on that I can enjoy playing it on. And if it had like, yeah, if it had a if I had controller support, this would definitely be like a like top five game of the year kind of contender. Yeah, I people uh, I've heard people say lots of good things about the PC version, and then say and the iOS is fun, but I just but there's something about this that makes it more of like a handheld game. Like I enjoy it more on a handheld. It's oh, just absolutely. The, the controls are really just hindering me back with like, like if this had like an actual D pad and just one button that I could use, mm-hmm. this would be an amazing game because the controls are solid. It's just Apple devices with using a digital D pad on something this fast paced just they still can't do it. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, and like the the crux of this game is getting combos by jumping on enemies that you can jump on some you have to shoot first some that you can only shoot but a lot of them you jump and you're supposed to not touch the ground right and that's how you get the bigger combos but in this game like using uh, like uh, just using the touchscreen controls it's like so easy to miss that dead spot because you're just like you know focused on what's on the screen i only keep looking down like oh am i accidentally pressing in the middle of the d-pad or am i you know now great now moving to the left when i'm supposed to be moving right uh, oh, I missed my I missed you hitting the shoot button, but you know that's just it comes with the nature. But still, despite all that, I really, really still enjoy this game as a handheld game. Uh, there are rumors it's coming to the Vita. I would most certainly, if I ever get a Vita, play this game on a Vita. As far as like playing it on the go, because it's that damn fucking good. See, I wonder if they did bring it to Vita, how they would do that. Like what? Because that the game's orientation is very much. Made. But you have that. Wide screen that you can use it for that game. I'm, so, I'm sure, like holding it that way would not be that difficult. I, oh no, I know it wouldn't be difficult. I just don't know if anyone would do it. You would look uh, really sure dumb holding your Vita that way, but uh, oh, that would be the optimal way to play. This is that damn good of a game. That's what I will say. Yeah. I, I played a little bit of it on my on my iPhone and uh, and had some struggles with the controls. And it came out, or when I when I played it, not when it came out, but when I played it, there was a lot of other good stuff coming out uh and i i just didn't really end up giving it much of a chance it's probably something i'll end up going back to in 2016 and and trying out but uh but i i do i do agree that the aesthetic is really cool uh the the pretty monotone look of it Uh, you can get a game boy palette a virtual boy palette that's that's absolutely awesome i did see that and it's got some other cool palettes in there too that that Mm -hmm. make it make it interesting to me um i 
I just, I don't know. There's something about that game that makes, it feels like anytime I would play that game, I'd rather be playing Luftrausers. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, and I think true, I'm true. only, I'm only conflating the two because of the different palettes you can unlock. But, yep. uh, but yeah. is really good. Yeah. It was, what was it? Like the third best handheld game that came out last year. Yeah. Yeah. Something like I forgot that. What I, I, like where I, put it on that I can play on PC. Uh, but even then, I had a little bit of problems with it. Unfortunately, it's just yeah. You, you, sometimes you need a new computer, and when you don't have the hardware, you just can't play some things. Sure. Um, uh, I've I've played this game done well. Oh yeah, tell us about and, it. Uh, no, it's really good. Like I was ready for that to be my okay. I have my iPhone on me every once in a while. You know, unfortunately, I can't bring in my phone to my workplace uh, security reasons and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like, I was ready for it to be my my thing. But. You know how people say, like, if you're not good at playing Counter-Strike by the age of 19, your brain physically can't work? <laughs> you get the slow sack. Yeah, that's how I felt about Downwell. I'm, like, playing, and I'm like, this is I, I, this is actually too fast for me. I don't know what I'm doing. That so, is a fair criticism. Yeah, yeah so I had, I had no idea it came out on PC. Um, and did you say PC has gamepad support? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. You can plug in a 360 controller. I'm sure it plays map marvelously on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say there is a bit of strategy. Like, you got to use your kind of, like, your gun boot ammo uh, in a sort of strategic way that you can, you know, oh, got to make sure I'm not hanging the ground. But because everything's, like, randomly generated, you're going to run into some parts where you're like, oh, you know, this isn't, you know, benefiting me. But it's not impossible to start getting combos on an iPhone, or uh, I'm sure this game will come to Android devices as well, too. It should be a no-brainer. I I would recommend... Yeah, to somebody who has an iPhone, hey, play down well. It's a good game on your phone. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I, yeah. I like your pick. I, for for people, people should at least try it. Uh, it's definitely cool. I think it's going to sell this game short a little bit, but I think I had my fill when I played that kind of mechanic uh, in Cave Story. <clears throat> when you get the gun that can shoot down and you can kind of hover uh, by shooting down. Uh, it, Cave Story definitely had some puzzles that uh, or some sequences that were very much like what Downwell is. I, w- I would actually not even be... I would, I'd be surprised if the developer of this game was not a big Cave Story fan. Uh, now, that that being said, like Downwell has a lot of mechanics that are specific around this single thing that you're doing, and, and that is awesome. And I bet that's... I bet that when you actually get that, that high of like knowing what you're doing and you're getting into the zone and you're uh, just falling and falling and, and never touching the ground. There's, there's yeah. gotta be something. There, there's really definitely a rush when you get that. It's just so hard to keep it on the iPhone. It's, yeah. so, ah. and it's so hard to start it on the iPhone as well. Just, I, I could <laughs> never, I could never even get close to, to that kind of a, a, of a rush because I just was not that, that good at the game. Uh, but it is cool. All right. Uh, I want to say before I say my number four, uh, I'm impressed that we haven't hit anyone else's. Like we haven't stepped on anyone's toes yet. Uh, I I know a little bit from. Oh, well, we know we're gonna get there. It's yeah, like, like talking to Matt before we started this. Uh, there's the the closer we get to number one, the the more overlap some of us are going to have. But uh, but I'm impressed that right now we're we're we have some different games that we're all talking about. This is this is cool. I like this. Um. And it and it starts to refute my claim of it not being a great year for handheld games because we're yeah, we're see, talking see. about some good ones. Uh, I, it's still still I would take uh, Fire Emblem Awakening and Link Between Worlds 
uh, over all of this. But, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Yes. I'm playing that Fire Emblem right now. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. 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 I want to talk about it. Yeah. And guess what? Yeah. There's a there's another one coming out next year. Oh, there, yeah, there are yeah, two yeah, coming if. out next year. Yeah. If. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. All right. Do you guys You're just want to stop gorgeous. talking about Game of the Year and start talking about Fire Emblem If? <laughs> Fates? I'm, I'm, like, you know, I'm trying to keep, like, media blackout because I... I already feel I know too much about it. Yeah, I agree. All right, that's fine. We'll uh, we'll we'll move on. Uh, yep. My number four is is cl- the closest thing to my cheater pick, and that is uh, that is her story, uh, which which did have an iOS version, uh, but I think most people probably played it on Steam. Um, but yeah, her story is is a cool thing. Um, it's. Some people have struggled to call it a game because the mechanic in it is really simple in one note, but it is, it's a hell of a thing. Uh, so her story, for those people who don't know, is this FMV mystery game where you are, you play as this, uh, as a person in a police station who's going through all this data uh, through these old archived computers and you're finding you find a bunch of clips from this single case and each of the clips are little video clips of, of this real woman. Uh, and she is just telling she's in the interrogation. You can't hear the questions, but you only hear her answers and it is completely chopped up into, I think hundreds of, of clips. Have either of you guys played her story just so I know? No, I just bought her story. Okay. Yeah, I keep hearing about it. I had no idea it was on iOS for... Is it on the iPhone? Because I unfortunately don't have access to an iPad. I believe it is also on iPhone. Yeah. Um, I, I see it in the App Store, so... I don't see... Maybe, but yeah, I definitely have to check it out because I keep hearing about it and uh, it sounds very intriguing. Right, and, and gameplay-wise, I don't think it has anything that, that requires an iPad other than just it's nice to have it on a bigger screen. yeah. Uh, yeah, that might be the only thing when I when I hear it's like, oh, it's video and you have to do searches and the same thing. I'm like, yeah, real estate on the on the screen, but yeah, if I can play it, no, I'll definitely check it out. But here's here's the coolest thing. I'm not going to talk about any of the story stuff because I don't want to spoil it for anyone. But uh, but this this game made me feel like a detective, like no other game has in the past. Where I've played some mystery games before. I've played some games where you have to suss out puzzles and you. Uh, and maybe even you have to take notes or something. Like I remember playing, I remember playing Year Walk and and having to take some notes about okay, well this uh, here's the the code, and now I need to take this to somewhere else, or I need to remember that this is in this place, and then I'll I'll come back and and use that information at another part. But this is a game where I was, you know, you you have your red strings that you are are pinning to the wall. I had my notebook in front of me. I had phrases that she said and and i would circle some of them i would scratch out other ones i was you know getting to the point where i'm analyzing what what dress she wore on the different days because you know maybe that matters like maybe maybe i need to know all right there are different interrogation sessions that are going on here and i i see she's wearing different clothes in them maybe that that's like a quick visual clue it does have like the dates that she the dates right on the videotapes but uh, but like I'm, I'm actually writing. Okay, red dress. She said this. Uh, here's the gist of what she was saying. Oh, she mentioned she mentioned this word. I need to I need to make sure I type in that word. Uh, so to to give to go back a little bit, the way you find these video clips, all these hundreds of video clips, you are given a search bar, 
and you can type in any word or phrase, and this entire game has been transcribed, so it will find the clips that have these words and phrases in them. But to to make it fair, so you can't just type in the and or uh and get all the get a, a massive amount of the clips. You can only see the first five results that come there. So it's able to hide some of its secrets in later videos where you need to figure out more specific ways of of typing in information to get better answers. There is it, it is so cool and fascinating the way you you just keep watching and start to form your own opinions and how your opinions change and uh, it was it's really cool and the best part about it the absolute best part about it is that it doesn't have a finished state like it's not you can you can watch every single video on there and it won't give you a hey good job you finished it or hey you learned who the murderer was it, and it doesn't even give you a clue style thing where it's like type in who you think it was like it's just have have you watched enough videos where you feel like you know the answer well then you're done and if you don't feel satisfied yet, you need to keep digging. You need to keep putting things together. You need to find more clues, and maybe you'll find it then. But it it leaves every player, unless you go to GameFAQs or something, and I haven't done that purposefully because uh, I actually feel really good about my playthrough and what I feel like I know, and I don't, I don't want to know the absolute truth because I had such a great time learning what I think my truth is. And whether that's the real one or not is is completely irrelevant to me because I, I just feel great about my time being a sleuth. And even even the uncertainty I have of, oh, here are some threads that I never quite got the answers to, but I feel like I have a big enough picture. And and the fact that it still kind of haunts me of like, you know what, maybe maybe I didn't investigate that fully enough. Like that is it's such a great feeling of being a detective and not being a hundred percent sure of your, your thoughts. Cause you're not, you don't really get a confession out of her. So, uh, yeah. That's cool. I, I, think, that's as much, yeah. I think that's as much as I can say without saying anything too spoilery, but, uh, but just the, the evocative nature of that, where I really felt like a detective, uh, and, and had my notebook and pen and was taking notes like that, that all felt awesome. So I would recommend to actually play it on an iPad so you can have have the iPad stood up on, on something so you can hold your notebook and, and write things like that. Actually, I went from uh, a notebook to just having my laptop open to a Word document so I could uh, erase things a little more cleanly and, and arrange things better, uh, And which makes me think it's even better on iPad because if you have it on your screen, it's going to be hard to type out uh, your notes as, as things are going along. So. Yeah, my... Uh... My fiance is not really a video game person at mm-hmm. all, but she is definitely like a. She almost was like a, a detective. Yeah, almost a detective. She went, almost <laughs> went into forensics, and so she has this like weird obsession with that. Like crime shows are her jam. So I'm very much excited to sit down and play through this one with her. I think that would be really fascinating to have two people in the same room watching the same clips and and seeing what people get out of it and. And to have you guys go back and forth on what words and phrases you should put into the, the search parameters. Yeah. Do you remember? And this is kind of a stretch, but do you remember the uh, like GameCube PS2 era game uh, Enter the Matrix? No, no, yeah. that was the that was the MMO. Whatever the Matrix game was, like uh, 
was Enter the Matrix. Yeah, it was Enter the Matrix. Yeah, the tie-in game to mm-hmm. the movies. Yeah, but there was a there was a little side game on there where you pretty much went through like a DOS prompt screen and you had to unrecover files and like type in certain passwords to unlock like you know unlockables to the games. It was kind of like it's a password screen mm-hmm. and you got you know clips from the movie and stuff like that. But you really had to like kind of hack into this computer system and find patterns and stuff like that. And that was the most fun I had with that third person shooter. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it reminds me of that. So I'm really excited. Good pick. That's interesting. Well, thank you. Uh, you know what? You know what might actually be another interesting game for you if you liked that. Um, I I don't know what it. I'm sure it came out on PC. Actually, it, it had to come out on PC. That's the only thing. But uh, Hacknet. Have you heard about okay. Hacknet? I think I saw somebody tweet about it. Yeah. Okay. I, Giant Bomb was talking a lot about it uh, during its Game of the Year stuff. But um, like that is very much the Hollywood hacker game of. Uh, it's not. Really hacking, but it is. Is it like hackers? The it, movie. It's like swordfish. The movie. Julie. Yeah. Like you're, you're, <laughs> like, you know, delete your logs so don't people don't know that you were there and, and oh <laughs> yes, man, I you're have, getting you're I getting counter hacked and like that is that is something you might find interesting if you like that end of the matrix stuff. I was gonna say uh, this her story sounds like much like a digital love story. I didn't uh, play that. that so stuff. I don't know. Haven't played it. I haven't played that. Oh, you should you should try it. It's yeah. very, it's uh, I think it's really really cheap. It's very very basic, but uh, I won't say anything more about it. It's, okay. It's it's not FMV, is it? No, it okay. is a uh, the same kind of like you're browsing through and uncovering uh, by using like search terms and things like that. It's like a early uh, World Wide Web kind of uh, like '90s internet interface. Gotcha. Uh, talking through forms, and it's pretty straightforward. Uh, but you're not seeing video or anything like that. But sure. it is uh, you're uncovering a narrative as you're going along. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably like to try that. Uh, one one last thing I do want to mention about her story, like the the FMV in it really helps. Like to be able to see this one actress performing all these lines and and giving her you know visual ticks and cues, and and you can start to deconstruct her as a person and how how like almost get a sense of when she's lying i i played through la noir and kind of like la noir or like parts of la noir but that was always the thing that i just never could get like they're the the way that they the way that their system worked where you kind of it, it had such great facial mapping but it became it was too telling it, some of it was ham-fisted but then some of it felt like it like it was trying to be ham-fisted and then I was wrong anyway because it was then trying to be too subtle and there was there were some things that threw me off on that and I think it was mostly due to like the uncanny valiness of of the visuals like it was it was really good but it was also just different because it's digital and not uh and not a, a real full motion video thing. So her story definitely succeeds uh, in the places that that La Noir failed. Uh, I think La Noir is a really cool thing, but it is it's not really that great of a game. But her story is. People should play that game. All right, moving on to number three. Zach Fleeman, hit us up. It is a game where you try to lure cats to your backyard. <laughs> <laughs> it's a game called Nekoatsume, and that took over my life for like a weird month and it didn't take over my life because you just kind of pick it up, check your backyard, feed your cats and then put it away. Like you play it in 10 second intervals and it's weird. But, um, 
No, it's absolutely something that must be experienced. Uh, I had a, a blast trying to figure out how, how to play it because it was a Japanese game on the U.S. App Store. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so I had to like learn just a little bit of kanji to, to play it. And uh, yeah, now, now it's it's patched in English. So if you're if you're not afraid of if you're afraid of trying to translate things, you can play it now. But no, Neko Atsume is great. It literally translates to cats collected. And you, the plot is you are a lady who cannot, or you're a person. I don't know if you're a lady. I couldn't read that. So <laughs> you are a person who loves cats, but is not allowed to have cats in their house. So you put out different toys and foods in your yard to attract the neighborhood cats. And you give them names and you take pictures of them. And that's really all you do. And then there's no goal. Actually, there is a goal. They, they like give you prizes if they like you. And you can try to collect all the cats. Nice. Um, but no, it was it was a weird thing. And it was a lot of fun because I told all my friends to get it. And they're like, what the hell is this, idiot? <laughs> this isn't a game. But then we were all talking about strategies for getting more cats. It's, uh, <laughs> it sounds like a really nice cross between like a Viva Pinata and uh, Tomodachi Life. Exactly. Right. And it's, it's, it definitely is one of those... I guess I'm a sucker for life sims a little bit, if I've come to learn anything about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of has that element of it. But the reason I, I'm kind of... I've re-fallen back in love with it. Like that, I played that in May or something like that. I don't even know if it came out this year, but I recorded a English tutorial for the game with my friend uh, back in May. And it's my best performing YouTube video. Really? Like, oh, yeah. And here's the crazy thing. I had its Japanese characters. And it, I love it now because I'm now playing the game of YouTube <laughs> like to try and figure out how to get better views on this thing. Because sure. like the search analytics that they give you, you can tweak your titles and like how you have certain annotations pop up to have higher results. But like I switched it from having kanji characters in the title of my video to... Like just the English version of it, and duh, of course, more English people are searching it. Sure. So it like it kind of plateaued at ten thousand views organically. Like I didn't do any self promotion on this thing. I just put it out there. I'm like, who cares about this cat game? I just wanted to have a goofy evening with my friend. And then it's now above like I think twenty five thousand just organically. Like nice. this is all search results, and it's so nuts. But yeah, it's free. I think maybe not. But it's called Neko Atsume. You should play it. Cool. You tapped into the secret of the internet, cats. Yes, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Like I'm, I'm thinking to myself, like, hmm, why, why is this one performing so well? Like, I put, oh yeah, cats. <laughs> yeah, I put zero effort into this. I'm like, oh yeah, it's a game about cutesy animals, and it's like very English, so mm-hmm. people need help playing it. So yeah. this is, yeah, this is perfect. So, so everyone, make sure to uh, like, uh, share, and subscribe on. on, on yeah. <laughs> there's a good, there's a good Donkey Kong video in there. You should check so, out. For yeah. so, Get me some money. No, yeah. it was, it's just—it's fun because I now have like my YouTube channel is people who like Counter Strike, uh, Pac Man, and Nekoatsume. So it's a—it's a nice cross section. Oh, and there's a video of myself farting on my friends from like seven years ago. Good. That does, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, classic YouTube. Add some flavor in there. Well, okay. that's cool. Yeah, I've seen. I, I really like the art style of that game. It has that yeah. very. Chibi monk. I don't. I, that's not even the way to describe it. I don't know. Yeah, like you know, flash pastel or something like that. Yeah, it's definitely dominated my Twitter feed for the past uh, like half a year. Ever since it came out, uh, like pretty much everyone who's ever anyone like is just playing this game on iOS because they have their phone and they need something to play, and it is apparently very addictive. I just I haven't you know haven't taken the plunge on a cat sim game. Yeah. 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 Cool. 
Go cool, for it. Cool. <laughs> uh, maybe some point. Matt Jagger, you were up. Uh, this I would consider a cheat uh, in past years because it is a remake. Uh, but it came out this year and on a handheld, and it really, really holds up and is such a great game. It's Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. That is not what I thought you were going to say, but okay. No. That works. What were you thinking? I, think I, was I, I thought you were going to say Bastion, but no, that, uh, that you yeah, don't have a Vita, so I, what, I am I, Vita, what am I so, saying? Yeah. Uh, Bastion is a great game, but Majora's Mask is definitely a game that came out uh, well, I believe, ahead of its time. It came out in, uh, I believe, uh, 2000. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. Around the same time as the PlayStation 2 launch. And uh, not only was it considered kind of a, uh, uh, if you were on a PC, maybe an expansion to the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, but it, uh, side story, is it's in the Japanese name, so it's definitely a side story, but you also needed the expansion pack to play it, so it kind of segmented its market, market right off the top. Uh, but this game on the 3DS has been like... Kind of remastered and not much has changed as far as graphically. It still kind of is like Majora's Mask was definitely doing the 3D indoor models after Ocarina had those you know, flat, flat 2D screens mm-hmm. that you'd see updated in the 3D remake of Ocarina of Time. But and they cleaned it up a little bit, right? I mean, it's sharper. Oh yeah, yeah. They definitely changed some things, and the uh, there's less motion blur that was very popular at the time uh, in that era of consoles, but. Uh, yeah, they and they made it easier too. Uh, I will say, which uh, already in itself was a pretty hard game, uh, but it is to me one of the most pure 3D Zelda games that has ever been released. It is distilling it down to well, what is make Zelda great? It's the quests and it's the dungeon designs, and these are some of the best uh, in any 3D Zelda game. And uh, I will say, like when I say it was ahead of its time and. 2015 years later, it still kind of has like something about it that sets it apart from many games, even of today. Uh, we take for granted in games like uh, we all, uh, Zach, you and I, or Chase, you and I have been playing Fallout uh, pretty much exclusively this year, right? Uh, I played a lot of Fallout, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, we take for granted now that, like, oh, characters, when we, you know, send them in the world, they're, you know, in certain places, you have to go find them. In this game, for a N64 game to have characters set to an actual schedule was pretty mind-blowing at the time, and it still holds up today that you have to, uh, basically in the course of the game, you are Link that is trapped between these three days, it's kind of like Groundhog's Day, expanded over a long period of time, that has to stop this catastrophic event of the moon falling to this secret other world that's separate from all of Hyrule, it's called uh, Termina. And uh, it is so very whacked out and crazy and, like, how it flips everything. Like, it takes all the original assets of Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time and puts it into this new game. And while I got panned, like, back in the day for that, uh, it was kind of a way just to, you know, well, we need a new Zelda game out, but we have all these assets from Legend of Zelda uh, Ocarina of Time that we can use. Let's just remix it all and add, like, this different mechanic around it. Uh, I still find it holds up really well today. It's uh, more of a narrative-driven uh, than, I would say, Ocarina of Time. Like, Ocarina of Time felt kind of straightforward in its narrative. This feels like you have to go and find the stories yourself. Like, there's the story of, like, the... Uh, I, I kind of don't want to get into specifics because some of them are really good, but uh, you help one of, like, the farmhands, like, uh, I, I'm blanking on names because there's so many characters in this game, too, without my notes in front of me, but there are, uh, like, stopping 
aliens from abducting cows at the uh, farmhouse so you could get uh, Epona for the rest of the game. And, and there are like incremental differences over the course of three days that you have to keep resetting before the moon falls on you. That just they give us give us this like really uh, interesting puzzle design to the entire game itself. Uh, that even today it still really really holds up, and it's just as good as it was 15 years ago. And it's amazing that you can bring this with you on the go anywhere. Yeah, that's cool because that's my favorite uh, 3D <laughs> Zelda game. I love the hell out of that game. Uh, yeah, uh, I will say like making it a little easier kind of like breaks the illusion. Like I really did like that you had to find the uh, uh was it those scouts in the beginning of the game like after you reset the clock you have to find them again to get the item uh uh you know, that. yeah 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 so you have to get it because uh, instead of being a deku shrub you're now a human and you can actually get the book and i found that like kind of repeat kind of notion of the game like oh now that i know this i can easily get to this point it sort of is kind of in keen with a lot of like how video games came to be like sort of memorization, trial and error, and then, like, oh, I know this secret, I can go and do this instead of, like, doing all these other things. It's just really, really, like, just such an amazing aesthetic to this game. My, uh, I think my absolute favorite YouTube uh, personality, I guess, I don't know if I'd call him that, but he reviews games that he likes. His name is Matthew Matosis. I feel like I've plugged him on this show before, but he has a... Oh, sorry, I muted myself accidentally. <laughs> he has an incredible video about Majora's Mask, about all about its tone and like how it's it hasn't been like nobody's ever captured that in a bottle again. Like it's just it's incredible. I don't know. Go watch that video. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, I think I might have seen that video just in just in passing. But uh, yep. yeah, the the tone of the game is very very different from other Zelda games. Although I I probably will be getting into another Zelda game later on that has a very different tone too. Uh, hint for later, I guess. But yeah, Majora's Mask, uh, I, I can't say anything more about it because most of it has been said. Uh, it is still... Uh, I think I might rank this better than Ocarina at this point hmm. as my favorite Zelda games. Yeah. Not that Ocarina is a bad game or any stretch, it's just I... Uh, it's so unique uh, and refreshing at this point. Sure. I... I, I bought it. <laughs> I can say that. <laughs> uh, but I... With 3D Zeldas especially, that is just something I have never been able to get into. I've tried. I, I will say it, it takes some time getting into because you are pretty much forced to be a Deku shrub at the beginning of the game, which right. is like a little off-putting uh, to, like, to many people. But uh, I have, all I can say is just stick with it because it is uh, it's so rewarding. But see, my my issue is that I there's there's so much more I need to do before... I can get that experience because I, if I played it through right now, I would not get the full experience out of it because I, I very, I quit pretty early in Ocarina of Time. Oh yeah, you need you should play Ocarina first, right? No, no, like that is. Are buttons. I am I am very familiar with people telling me that phrase. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But I, I have them both on my 3DS. I, I've got Ocarina for for uh, 64 as well. Uh, they're I, I definitely should, but I I know that I have an issue with Zelda games in general of never finishing them, and 3D ones especially have never grabbed me. And and I know that with Majora's Mask being such a subversive game for 
for what Zelda fans think. Uh, or, or, I mean, yes, it, it boils, like you said, it boils down to these Zelda concepts in really interesting ways. But I think you need the context of playing, uh, of playing Ocarina of Time before you can really understand all the cool things that Majora's Mask does. Am I, am I right in saying that? Yeah, okay. yeah. It was so. definitely, I mean, at the time when it came out, I was like, oh, it's the same uh, you know, post office man. Right, mm-hmm. it's the same model, but but uh, I can see that because you know games have to reuse things. Once you build the engine, you, if you're going to make it as a developer, you're going to have to reuse assets, especially in uh, video games. To turn something I mean, around that quickly, absolutely. I think for you, Chase, if you were to play this one, you would appreciate it on a. I don't know, like you're an adult now. When I was a little boy playing this i was like oh cool it's another zelda game but mm-hmm. as an adult you're gonna see some themes and yeah the, like like i said earlier the tone is just gonna hit you in a different way than it would have if you played it as a kid immediately after ocarina of time so if you were to go into this one you know what a zelda is at this point so you would see how different it is and why that's important yeah that's true i, I still i still don't feel like i've given 3d zelda enough of a chance like i barely played any of twilight princess i got to the to the bridge where you fight the Orc guys, uh, which is super early on, but that was that's a, one of the best parts. That too. was the Come thing on. that sold I me on that game. To play it this year. Yeah, so once once I finished that part, I was like, oh well, that's the part that I wanted to play, and I stopped. I didn't play any Skyward uh, Sword. Um, uh, I, I know, I know, I'm hurting you, but this is uh, also like I just like Zelda games don't get me. They don't hit me. It's it's part of it of just. I never really grew up with that. Uh, I had a friend who had Ocarina of Time. I played through the beginning of Ocarina of Time, maybe four different times. So, like, I, I can get through that that maze, uh, that castle maze, uh, and not so even really a times. maze, just like avoiding those guards on your way to Zelda. Like, I can get through that with my eyes closed because I've played I've played that enough. But when I, once I get to the rest of that game, like, I just I never even got to Adult Link in in <sighs> Ocarina of Time. That is how. Little those games grab me. Chase, this oh. conversation could go on forever. It man. could. It could. It's a conversation yeah. that I, we've had before. Now, Top Down yeah. Zelda, Top Down Zelda I'm all about. I just told you uh, uh, Link Between Worlds, fantastic game. Uh, but I I also just don't finish many Zelda games in general. Anyway. Don't I, feel bad about hating 3D Zelda. I think they're all just... Yeah, never, yeah, never mind. It's not even, yeah, I mean, it, it's not even a hate thing. It's just a... It's just a, I want to, and I just can't. It just doesn't click. I'll try. I'll keep trying. But so far, it doesn't click. I, I respect your pick, though, Matt. Like, that is, you know, a, a cheater pick, obviously, for a 15-year-old game. But, <laughs> but a, a good cheater pick. How about it's, that? Yes, it did, it did have a new release on a new platform, a handheld platform for the first time. Uh, if so anything, I, you're reminding me that it came out this year, so I need to play that. Yeah, like, I, I haven't gone around it's to that. It's good. It, it's a little easier, like I said, but it's still, like, the changes they made, I think, are beneficial, just so I can wait, reach a wider audience. But, yeah, it's worth playing on a 3DS, definitely. All right, for my number three, I can guarantee neither of you have played this game. Uh, Steven Universe Attack the Light. Hey, I played that game. What? No yeah. way! It's really fun. Yeah, it is. Uh, I haven't played enough of it to make a comment on it. It's like the third best handheld game that came out this year. <laughs> <laughs> it is really good. It is very surprising for a free game, too. Yeah. Uh, is it free? Uh, maybe it was free when I got it. Okay. But uh, 
it's cheap. Yeah, it's either, it's either free or cheap. I think it is just cheap because this it is not a game that has any sort of microtransactions in it, which is one of the reasons I love it. Like this is this is a licensed mobile game done right, uh, which meant almost all of them are done wrong. Uh, but this one is is something truly fantastic. Let me ask you both a question. Do you guys like Mario-style RPGs? I do. Yes. All right. Uh, this is that. <laughs> exactly. Yes, this, it is. Very this, much like this that. This is absolutely one of those games. It is It is a super light RPG. Uh, you have a, a party. Uh, if I, Are either of you guys fans or have watched any episodes of Steven Universe on Cartoon Network? Uh, since, like, day one. Okay. I've been... Shouting the heralds of that that show, it is an amazing show. I haven't caught up with everything on it, but it is absolutely like, that first season is absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. And Zach, you haven't uh, seen the show? Yeah. No, it looks kind of pervy to me. <laughs> is, that, is that accurate? Uh, no. Okay. I mean, it, it is like it is definitely geared towards children, but it definitely keeps like an adult audience in mind. Yeah, it's, uh, especially people from our generation. It's a very sweet and genuine show. Very. Uh, it's one, one of the uh, writers of Adventure Time, and mm-hmm. it still keeps that kind of style. But it is, good lord, it is so steeped in like Nintendo kind of stuff too. It is like it oozing from from that, but it also is very genuine, and it has some of the best character development. Period. In, any show that's on TV right now it is a really good show. I I am completely caught up, uh, and there is also I know that this next week, uh, well, depending on when you listen to the show, uh, for the the week after the uh, after New Year's happened, uh, that they are debuting new episodes all week long. So I'm I'm excited to see five more new episodes of Steven Universe this this upcoming week. Anyway, uh, Steven Universe is awesome. This this game takes a lot of really good elements of Steven Universe and puts it into this Mario-style RPG game. Uh, it is it is a really light RPG. You'll be able to beat it within a couple of sessions. Uh, it's it's very simple. It's all really combat-focused. There's, there's barely any... You're not going to towns or talking to people. Uh, you don't really upgrade equipment. Uh, no, you, it's all a dungeon crawl. Yeah, it's all dungeon crawl. You'll get some items, and you uh, will get badges, like, and they work similarly as they do in in Paper Mario or Mario. R- well, does Mario Mario RPG doesn't have badges, but Paper Mario, um, and it you you play like the the crystal gems. The three of the three gems are are your actual party. Steven, because he is a pacifist, will hang in the back, and he does support skill stuff. Uh, it. It has a little bit of customization. Like when the when the gems uh, and Steven level up, they'll be able to get new abilities or or power up their uh, their uh, stats. But it's very it's very focused. You're you're not. There's no open world. There's no real branching paths. You can return to levels to make sure you get all the secrets that are out of them. But there's you just kind of play it uh, and you go through this little dungeon crawl. And the combat is just perfect it is i mean it's all touch based since you're since you're on an ipad or an iphone uh and it has the same mario style tap at the right time to get a little extra strength on your attacks or to uh block and deflect some damage from the enemies uh it it has some kind of chrono trigger uh feel to it because there are certain attacks that you can use that if you line up your enemies in the right way you can hit multiple enemies at the same time it it takes lots of really cool things about all these classic RPGs that you love 
and puts it into a nice, tidy little RPG package. And it was it was so fun to play over a weekend. And that was that's actually my favorite part about it is how short it is, uh, which is a weird thing to say. But for uh, I also played uh, Xenoblade Xenoblade Chronicles 3D this year and and wanted to like it and wanted to jump in and think, man, if I if I like this game, then I'm going to get into uh, the, the Wii U game that also came out this year. And this could be really cool. Like, I, I think Shulk is, is kind of interesting in Smash Brothers. So this is, you know, we'll, we'll see. I, I at least have something invested in this. And I got into it, and that game hits you so hard at the beginning of, hey, we're a super intimidating MMO thing that you're going to be playing forever for the rest of your life. And I went, oh, my God, no, I can't do this. Did you get at least a guard plane? No, hell no. Oh, I didn't shit. get, I, I barely got into any of that game because it just immediately uh, I'll said. save that for another time, dude. There's not enough, not enough time to talk about with I, that. Another. I know, I know. I know that is a game that you like and, yep. and we'll talk about it at some point maybe. But uh, but for a game like that where it was like, I immediately went, no, this is, this is way too much. I don't have nearly the time to dedicate to this game that I would need to to, to enjoy it in any sense where I can just download Steven universe on a Friday and on a Sunday night, just be like, Oh man, I I finished with that game. I had a really good experience. This was awesome. There are no microtransactions. There's, there's none of this bullshit. I just paid my money. I played an awesome game and I'm done on an iPad. No less. This is awesome. It was great. (laughs) Ah, it's so good. I'll agree with you. It is a really good game. I have not finished it, but it is, I'll say it's good, but it, to me, it felt just a little shallow. It is. It totally is shallow. But as a, you know, something I got for free, it is still is, as far as the license game go, really good. Really strong, uses the license well, and yeah, just solid gameplay all around. Yeah, they got the, the voice actors to come back in. Yep. Um, it has a, a cutscene thing at the beginning, a little title sequence that, that is done in the animation of the of the show. And then the rest of it is like a, um, it's not a chibi, but it's like a slightly more simplified style than the than the actual but show is. But it's, the show too. Yeah, it's very evocative of the show. Um, and it has has lots of nice little fan service if you do like the show, but I think it is a super solid RPG that anyone can get into. Uh, I agree that it is a little shallow, but I think that also makes it a really accessible game. And, and when it's shallow, but you're only playing it for a handful of hours, I think that's a forgivable thing. Yeah, uh, true, true. It's a... It was a... It's... One of the best RPGs. It's the best RPG I played this year. Yeah. Um, and I think the the length of it has a lot to do with it. But that's that's a cool cool game. I I was super surprised by that. That is that is definitely my shocker of the year. That that just kind of came out of nowhere. It was I was researching just games handheld games that I hadn't played this year just to see like is there anything else that came out this year that I need to play before we do this episode? And this was maybe a month or two ago. And I just saw that on like a wiki page of the games that had come out this year. And I'm like, wow, there's a, there was a Steven Universe game that came out on an iPad. Like maybe I should maybe I should give that a shot. And it's probably crap. It's it's most likely crap. And then I play it. And I'm like, no. This is not crap. This is no, it's definitely not crap. Oh, it was good. It's it a good time. Mm, good thing. All right, Zach Fleeman, we're getting into the the really good stuff now. Uh, we're on to your number two game, Gunman Clive Two. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, Gunman Clive One was really cheap, and very. Over, it was like two, it. three bucks. Yeah. And yeah. It was two over bucks. in an hour. 
And so that's that's a good formula for me to like your game, as it turns out. <laughs> because I, yeah, I, after coming off of like you know three months of Metal Gear, having some something that I can finish really quickly and have it be simple, purposeful, and done, I love that. So Gunman Clive 2 was really refreshing. Uh, yeah, and I think it's also just a couple bucks. Yeah. And I, I, don't, I don't really know what it does to change up the formula. Uh, from the original Gunman Clive, but yeah, if you haven't played him, it's a Mega Man-esque shooter that's kind of in a Western style that goes off the rails really quickly. Did you guys Did you guys both play two? I, I played uh, the first one. I have not played two yet. I played I the first one, and then when you suggest, when brought up the second one, I was like, all right, that's a couple bucks, and, and it is something that I need to play. I, I actually don't like it, but uh, I would love to hear more about what you like about it. Um, so... Again, really simple, uh, kind of brutal in some parts, uh, yeah. as, as the difficulty goes. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's not much you can do, and I, I, I like that. I just like having maybe like two or three guns that you can pick up, and it goes off the rails really quickly. Like you start out in this western town, and then you uh, you you like fight a dinosaur. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't remember the first one being this crazy, but whatever. No, it wasn't. It, it was a little weird, but not yeah, nearly the train that started walking. Yeah, and then uh, the the end boss of this uh, Gunman Clive Two is so good. It was like one of my favorite boss fights I've ever played. Um, I don't, Chase. Did you get that far? I don't think I did. So I, I think I, I know I know I didn't see credit, so I guess I didn't. But the the last boss I remember is the guy. Does he have an umbrella? The guy who like switches the gravity on you. Yeah, that guy's crazy. Okay. So I guess yeah. I didn't go very far. <laughs> anyway, just the way that that boss fight was so cool and like Shadow of the Colossus esque, the, 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 the end boss is like this gigantic robot that you kind of hop all over and shoot weak points until you can get up to its brain. Um, it was just really cool platforming that felt really good. And for a quick and easy game that I was actually playing on my, I think that was the first game I played on my new 3DS, which is kind of hysterical. But um, Really taking yeah. advantage of that power. Yeah, just pushing it to its limits, the, the analog stick and all. Um, but no, it gets it gets the it gets the J done, as they say. So that's why I liked it. Go play Gunman Clive. Yeah, that's like what the, that's shooters. what they say. Yeah, it's definitely on my list to, of games to play. I, yeah. I I will say I didn't like the first one, so that's that's probably why I still didn't really like the second one. But you you sounded very enthusiastic about it, and it was super cheap, so I don't mind throwing a couple bucks at that. Um, and and there were some fun things, but you are you are right. That game was brutal, and I think the checkpoint in that game is pretty bad. Uh, yeah. So that is that that definitely got me to a point where I never wanted to play that game again because it checkpointed checkpointed me in a place that I didn't want it to checkpoint me in. And yeah. But yeah, there, there, it definitely has an aesthetic that is really cool, and and it does it goes places. I'll I'll give you that one. Yeah, I, I didn't. It, it does go off the rails. Like I was like, okay, time for fun, fun, more fun Western shoot 'em ups with my friend Gunman Clive. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what the hell is this Raptor doing? Here? <laughs> um, so yeah, good uh-huh. job, developers of that game, who I don't know. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, I think it's one guy, but uh, that would not surprise me. Uh, Matt, uh, I know our top two is the same and in the same order. So why don't you tell me what our favorite, our second favorite game of the year is? It's a little little cubic guy. It's Box Boy. It is Box Boy, goddammit. Yeah, Box Boy with an exclamation mark. Let's be certain on that. Yeah. Uh, 
one God two damn words. Box Boy, he is wonderful. Box Boy, two words, exclamation point after boy. There, there's lots of disparity on the way people are spelling that game's name, but that is that is the official one from what I have what I have gathered. Um, yeah, you and I did a whole podcast on how good this game is. Mm-hmm. It's a good uh, it game. Is, it is still a really good game. Uh, I have not played it since I have beaten it. I will say that. Yeah, neither have I. I kind of I feel like I played all that needs to be played. It is a very cheap game too. This one, five bucks. Yep. On the eShop, uh, you play it on your Nintendo 3DS. It is pretty much what uh, just a distilled down platformer puzzler should be. It is uh, engrossing in like how you can like uh, solve these puzzles and how the like the learning curve goes and just like try to do all that in the least amount of moves is sort of its kind of uh, overarching challenge to the entire game. It just has great aesthetics. It's just. If Nintendo is going to be doing so, like smaller games, like I said in our uh, show about that, I like it to be this way. That is really, really charming and well done. Absolutely, yeah. We talk we talk about Box Boy for a good long while on an episode of Gamers on the Go. That'll be, uh, I I know I have the link to it on my top five list, uh, so you can look for it there. Um, but yeah, that is that is a that is a great game. Uh, I'm really impressed that Hal Laboratories, uh, uh, the people, the Kirby people, uh, as as you might know them, uh, like they. They just put together this little, this quick little game, and it's really good. And I, I applaud them for keeping Kirby out of it. Like Kirby, <laughs> Kirby is they, they've made a lot of innovative Kirby games too. Like uh, there, oh yeah, there's certainly. plenty of them out there with different art aesthetics and different play mechanics. And I could definitely see this being another Kirby game, but uh, for them to take this minimalistic art style to do a completely different character, like it was, it was really cool. I'm glad, I'm glad they went this direction. And uh, Box Boy, like that was my number two game, or number one game, for so much of the year until this until this very last month. And we'll we'll talk about what our number one is uh, in a second. But uh, I think that kind of covers it for Box Boy. So, yeah. Zach, it is time. Your best game, best handheld game of 2015. I played the Box Man. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yes, please tell us about yeah, your Box Boy. Adventure. Year. Sorry, I. Uh, I mean- so I, I just got the the girl. So I, I haven't played much. <laughs> I played the intro, and that yeah, that's going to be a game I really like. Um, I don't like how painful it looks for him to make those cubes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's really he's really kind of kind of stretching it, kind of I guess. Yeah, um, but yeah, good game. Uh, my number one game uh, for handhelds that I've definitely played on my Vita that I own is uh, <laughs> Titan Souls. Good gravy. Everything I mentioned about Gunman Clive too about why that's perfect and not perfect, but like the way it achieves and accomplishes its vision. Like you only have a few things you can do, and you do them so well. Titan Souls does that so well. What an incredibly good game that is! You're it's Shadow of the Colossus. It's Zelda. You have one attack and one move, like the way you can move, and that's all you have to do. And all of the bosses that are in that game are nice little puzzles. So fun. Um, Looks great. I've heard really good things about it, and some very, you know, very divisive things about it too. Like people, it really enjoy it, but it might be too simple or it might be too hard. But uh, having a PS4 now, it's something I definitely want to check out. So I, I, I think, uh, I think I enjoy enjoy games like N Plus and Gunman Clive too, for that matter, um, because I, I maybe maybe I'm uh, not the brightest bulb, but I can definitely zone out and like redo a challenge to the point where it looks in just insane that I'm 
continuously playing and beating my head against the wall with a certain game. Uh, so any game that has like a quick reset function, like yeah, super the Super Meat Boy thing, mm-hmm. uh, I can throw a meat wad at a wall a million times and like not get bored of it. I don't know what that is about me, <laughs> but because I like that, the challenge of Titan Soldier didn't really get to me. Uh, sometimes it does get a little bit uh, tiring to run back to the boss, but luckily they're all not that far away. But you know, I could spend like twenty minutes fighting the same boss that so clearly, obviously has its weak point. Weak point like, in its mouth or something like that, and the boss fight takes three seconds, I die, reset, three seconds, die, reset, and you can just see the objective so clearly that I kept on coming back and doing it. And I think it's nice that it, it takes you back where you, where you don't just instantly restart at the boss room. It makes you, it makes you think about what you did and, and can continue worrying about your strategy and, and trying to, to figure out exactly what you want to do. Um, I will say that I loved, loved, loved the first third of that game. Um, and then after that, that is where the puzzles became a little less, I mean, I, I want to say obvious, but that's, that's not the, that's not what I'm exactly trying to say. It's, I don't know. I felt, I felt like I understood what I needed to do or, or could figure out the puzzles in a relatively quick manner. And it, and then it became, all right, now it's just the challenge of, making that happen, like getting the, getting the situation to, uh, to line up for me to, to get this one hit. It was, yes. all, it was all about execution. But then as I got further and further in the game, it, it got to a point of, I don't know what the hell is this get this thing's weak point is like, I don't know how to get it to get there. Like I am, I'm just like bashing my head against a wall and not learning anything. And it just, Part of it was the challenge, and part of it was just I just couldn't, I wasn't getting it. Uh, so I, I left that game unfinished. I really like the beginning of that game. Uh, I think the the uh, boss design is uh, uh, the art. The art design of the bosses is fantastic. Uh, yeah, and, and I think the first few bosses are, are really smartly designed as well. Uh, but then once you get in further, I just I lost some of that. I, I think it was it was around it was right after the. Um, like the flowery vine bramble boss thing. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Like that. That was a tough one. It was one that I finally beat. It, that one. That one took a lot of a lot out of me to beat. But uh, after I did that one, I forgot what the one that was next. But the, whatever I did next uh, is is the thing that finally broke me. Of just like, oh man, I can't. I just can't keep doing this. <laughs> yeah, and apparently you can beat the game without killing all of the bosses, which. I guess I did, so I have two more that I need to go do. And I was like, oh, cool, more game for me to play. But I, I got the credits to roll, or like the first credit sequence, because, you know, games can't just have a certain stop. Of course not. Ah, Metal Gear. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I got the credits to roll after like two, two and a half hours. And so having a game with like two buttons and a, and a joystick after, you know, spending 80 hours in Metal Gear Solid Five was like such a like the clouds open and I could see God. I was like, Oh, I do like video <laughs> games still. This is fantastic. It was, it was great. And look for a YouTube video coming soon. Wink. So. Yeah. I, I really liked uh, the video when they, when this game first came out, it was a game jam game and uh, it was, it was a lot smaller than what it is. I think it was only maybe the first two or three bosses. Uh, but I was, I remember watching a video of that. And thinking like, oh, this is so cool! I'd love to play this game. And to see 
how far it's come to see how how much more got added uh, is is and how much it got polished since uh, since that first game jam. Like that that was a really cool moment for me just to to see that initially. Uh, and the thing that I I also love about it is it didn't get uh, too big for its bridges. Like a lot of these uh, indie games that have like oh here's our alpha release and um, we're going to keep on on adding stuff. It, they eventually become, I don't know, games like Starbound, or Minecraft for that matter, mm-hmm. right? Um, but this one definitely, right when I was just going to be like, okay, I think I know, like I get everything about it, I, I'm really good at playing this game right now, it was over. And I was like, oh, okay, great. Like I don't need to think about what's coming next, or like, oh, there's all of a sudden a you know travel component and I could build up my own Titan or something like that. No, it just stopped, and it knew when to stop. So that's why I like it so much. Yeah. I'm I'm a big fan of games knowing when to stop. Yes. All right, Matt. Uh, since you since you took our number two, do you mind if I say our number one? By all means. All right. It is the best Steam themed <laughs> turn based tactical RPG that came 2D, out this year. Two D tactical RPG. Well, the, uh, then it would be then it would be in a league of its own. Ah, uh, yes, true. Uh, so it is it is the best one of these games. It is SteamWorld Heist. Yes, it is. Man, I was really, really looking forward to this game and did not disappoint in the slightest. I totally agree. I get SteamWorld Dig uh, came relatively out of nowhere, but was it, was that 24, no, it was 2013? 2013. Yeah, 2013. Yeah. Um, I, on the DS, at least, the 3DS, at least. Yeah, and yeah. then later in 2014 on, like, everything else. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, uh, which so, is pretty much the same thing for this game, but it came out first on 3DS, so that's why it's my number one this year. Absolutely, totally agree. Um, so yeah, but I think it was—I think you actually it was right before our game of the year thing, where you said, "Hey, if, if we're going to do this, you should probably play this game first. Mm-hmm. And and I went and I love SteamWorld Dig, and and then ended up doing the podcast episode the next month with uh, Image and Form, and hearing them talk about their own game was was awesome it was one of my one of the better shows that i that i think i've done for for gamers on the go um so that's that's one to go back and listen to if you're if you're interested in that um and go play steamworld uh steamworld dig as well too absolutely yeah, oh yeah steamworld dig is a, is a fantastic little platformer um uh, but this this is something entirely different like you think yeah. you think a studio that that hits so well with steamworld dig might just go back to the well and and try doing like a steamworld dig 2 or, or something else that another platform or something like that but this is not that this is a 2d XCOMish tactics game and it's it does some innovative things and and for a team that doesn't that hasn't made one of these kinds of games before they've they've made a tower defense game and a platformer uh, when it comes to uh, console games anyway they've they've made some some earlier educational games before that, but um, for like these more consumer style games, like they are taking on new genres with each release and they are just killing it, especially yeah. with these last two. Uh, heist, this is- heist is all, uh, everything that I love in games. A lot, almost everything that I love in games are all like packaged into one thing. I know. They're, they're surprisingly, there's characters in this. Uh, the music is really fantastic, which is actually some of it from a real. Uh, a real band called Steam Power Giraffe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they found this band and then just reached out to them. And was like, "Hey, we're we're making this new game, and we think that you guys could be a good part of it." 
and those guys were fans of SteamWorld Dig, and then they they jumped in on the project, and so they're actually represented in game as a as a band of steam powered robots that that play their music. Uh, yeah, and bars and places you go to. But but yeah, like this is I I love the tactics of this game. So the yeah. many of the things I don't like about Codename Steam are are just things that aren't even an issue here. So having this 2D plane, you can see everything uh, and and kind of are able to plan out your strategy in a more chess-like fashion. Uh, it doesn't have Overwatch uh, like like uh, Codename Steam and an XCOM kind of game does, but you're able to set up your shots in a really nice way. Uh, it's the the variety of characters and what they can do. There are, there are kind of character classes, some there's there's like your sniper class and your heavy weapons class. Uh, there's a melee guy who can only like use regular pistols, but then he also is is much stronger up close and personal. Uh, it's just the way. I mean, you can like ricochet shots. Oh, that is so good. Levels are perpetually generated as well too, so there's always that kind of randomized challenge as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only that, like like this, sometimes things can go horribly wrong for you, and it is sometimes very hilarious how much you can fail in this oh, game yeah. too. And this game also has a really great uh, difference of their difficulty. Like it has a good range of difficulties. Yeah. Like when you're playing the casual mode, you'll actually you'll you'll be able to play through the game no problem and and have a lot of fun. And and I actually really enjoy playing it on casual mode because uh, mm. I I just like the. I like going through that game and just playing it, but then, yeah, bumping it up to the higher difficulties, that's where the tactics stuff really comes into play. Uh, the way... If this game has a loot system in it that is really good. There are some really cool, unique guns that you can use and and uh, and do some fun things, pierce through enemies or or uh, have longer ricochets. Uh, Laser sightings. It has hats. It has hats that... Uh, Lots of hats. That's one of the things I'm. I understand why they didn't do anything with it, but hats are totally cosmetic. I kind of, yes. I kind of wish the hats would give you some stats, but I could also see how it's more of like a collectathon kind of thing, right? Just like you have it just to have it, and, and, and you look cool well. Yeah, it. and that's the point is that you can put on all these different hats at any point and have a good. And time when you see a new hat, you're like, cool. I gotta shoot that hat off that guy's head before I kill, like before I scrap him. Yeah, like getting the hats is a is a whole new mechanic in itself. Like if you really do want to be, if if you really do want those cosmetic upgrades that do absolutely nothing in the game, you actually have to sacrifice some of your uh, efficiency because you need to do a shot that doesn't actually hit the enemy at all uh, and just clips the hat. So it takes off the hat and you can't do damage. Now you can also fudge that by having it ricochet and do damage as it comes back. And that is so cool if you're able to pull off that shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so it's, much... Uh, this game is so fucking cool. And it is yeah, cool. It's, it's definitely Image Informs' best game they have put out, like, period. 100%. I, I love I love SteamWorld Dig, and this is just leaps and bounds better than... than yeah, they definitely have also something really good with this whole SteamWorld setting going on, too. They, they really have made it their own, and... I, I absolutely cannot wait for the next Steam World kind of game. It is something else. Now, Zach, I'm, Zach, I'm, fin- I'm excited to hear that this is major number one because I was excited about this game in the first place. Okay, so have you have you downloaded or played this game yet? I'm guessing no. Not yet. no. Get on it, man. That's all I can say. 
Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, so this this game came out in December, uh, weeks ago, like very, very few weeks ago, and it is, it just easily captured my heart. Uh, I've finished it and then started a new game plus. Uh, the new game plus is actually pretty good. You get all the characters right away, uh, but you lose all your gear and things like that. So uh, whereas for the first my first playthrough, I was leveling up specific characters uh, that you get early on because those are just kind of the characters you get and, and are better leveled. And there were some characters that you get later that you just don't don't use very much because it takes too much to grind grind them up. I, I, I did do a lot of grinding for through that first playthrough to get them up pretty high, but I didn't max level them. So for this one, I am starting with just those later characters that that are all a little bit different. Like that's the that's the melee guy. That is um, there's a uh, I'm forgetting the names of most of these uh, most of the robot party member guys that you get, but um, but the other sharpshooter uh, long range person or robot uh, that I would never use because kind of the main character is a is a sharpshooter person and she gets all sorts of um, all, all sorts of uh, uh, like general abilities where she can uh, affect an area and, and inspire people to inspire the different party members to do more damage and, and take less damage. But uh, the other sharpshooter has just as many cool things going on. You can move, uh, move further in a single turn. You can uh, get better flank damage. So actually if you use your, uh, for her, it's awesome to use the ricochet shots to make sure you're hitting uh, hitting guys in the back to do more damage, or if you can just slip past them and and hit them on the the back end to do the extra damage as well. There, oh, there's the amount of strategy in that game is great. I just I love it's like fifteen so to twenty games. bucks, so it's yeah, you know, a little bit more steeper than most games, but still well worth it. It is it is the it is the best game that came out this year, uh, handheld wise, and it's it's that might really, be one of the best that came out. Period. It's really damn close to my game of the year. I, I think uh, I think Metal Gear Solid Five probably edges it out, um, but it might be my number two. I, I might take this over Fallout. Uh, this interesting. This was a hell of a game, and it's a game that I am happily playing the new game plus plus with. I, I'm having a great time. Uh, I. I hope they do DLC. I could really, I could, this, this game is kind of broken up into three distinct chapters. So I could totally see them just saying, Hey, we made a chapter four, just go for it. Uh, we, we threw in a bunch of new weapons and here's a new party member and have a great time. And that would yeah, be, I, I awesome. would definitely throw down like, you know, five or 10 bucks for like a, a side story or something like easily, that. Easily. I know some people, it doesn't have multiplayer. I guess some people ask for multiplayer, uh, I could see how multiplayer would work in that, but I I am totally happy with that being a single player experience because uh-huh. it is just such a well done single player experience. It is one of the best things I can say about it is that while it's a tactics game, it's not it's not like an Advance Wars or a, a Fire Emblem where um, you you it's not, there aren't any dice rolls going on. That when you take when you get ready to do your shot. It actually has like a bit of uh, weapon uh, movement, like you, sway, yeah. yeah, a little weapon sway, and you that becomes almost like a. It's not it's not violent like a Yoshi's Island kind of thing, but there is just a tiny bit of weapon sway, so you do have to line up your shots just right 
for the sharpshooters, it's easier because they have the laser sight on it. But for your uh, heavy artillery guys and your shotguns and your assault rifles and your regular pistols, those don't have those sights on them. So you need to be, you're not 100% sure whether whether that shot's perfect, whether you're going to get the Should I be shooting this grenade launcher when I know it's a tricky shot? Oh, whoops, it bounced back to me and my allies and killed me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That could happen. There's a lot of really great choice and a lot of great tactical stuff going yeah, on here. A good, a good risk reward system. It's yeah, and a, a challenge in trying to get like you know three stars on every level. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, absolutely one of my favorite games. Period this year, yep. definitely my number one handheld. Absolutely, I I agree with you. Those those are our games of the year. Wow. Um, so let's, let's quickly, let's quickly run down them again, just so, so, so people know. So Zach, why don't you go from, uh, from five to one and just run us down. All right. My five, Binding of Isaac, four, Hearthstone, three, Nekawatsume, two, Gunman Clive, two, one, Titan Souls. Matt? Uh, the, uh, number one game of the year, codenamed Steam, I'm just kidding, number five, uh, Downwell at number four, Majora's Mask at number three, Boxboy at number two, and SteamWorld Heist a number one. And for me, uh, number five is Alto's Adventure. Number four, Her, uh, Her Story. Uh, number three, Steven Universe, uh, Attack the Light. Number two, Box Boy. And number one, with a bullet, Steam World Heist. Uh, yeah. There were two Steam games. Two Steam, Steam-themed tactical RPG-style games. Both very, very different, though. Both very different in that one is good and one is bad. <laughs> I look forward to this codename Steam episode. Uh, yeah, so cool. I'm looking forward to that, I guess. I'm not looking forward to playing the game, but I'm looking forward to having the episode. And that's it for part one. That was our Game of the Year portion of this 50th episode big blowout thing. Uh, part two is going to be coming to you real soon, and that will be our top five non-Nintendo platform handheld games of all time, which is quite a bit, but it kind of makes sense when you hear our reasoning for it. Uh, And you can hear that in part two, which will be coming up uh, real soon. So look for that.